are forming an alliance to keep their patios open while maintaining strict safety protocols. Um, most of my employees, this is this is how they survive. And so three weeks before Christmas to say, hey, I've got to lay you off, you no longer have a job, it is, you know, I can't do it. The owner of the Crafted Scone Bake Shop is also defying the governor's order while abiding by social distancing requirements. We follow all the CDC and um, local health regulations that are required. Amber Emma Radio believes her customers should also be allowed to sit inside with limited capacity. Uh, I am a breakfast um, place for the most part, so they do need that space where they can be warm. Although businesses could face hefty fines and possibly have liquor licenses revoked for defying the order, some owners say it's a risk they have to take. We're all already losing money. I mean, even when we're open right now, we're still losing some sort of money. In Marietta, Tony NBC4 News. LA Unified's superintendent today announced they're shutting down all school-based instruction and child care because of the surge of COVID cases. My hope is this action today will not only protect the health and safety of all the school community, but will keep the focus where it needs to be, getting the spread of COVID down to levels where schools can reopen. Now, LA Unified had been providing some one-on-one -on -one and small group tutoring. That will all now be done remotely. Child care for school employees and high-need families will also be suspended, along with training for student-athletes. The shutdown begins this Thursday, but the district's grab-and-go meal program and COVID-19 testing will continue. Coming up at 4.30, NBC4's Kim Baldonado has a deeper look at the impact this will have on families. A lot of concern in Missouri County this afternoon when this fire here broke out in Santa Paula in high winds. Fire crews jumped on the Cornell fire from the air and the ground after breaking out just before noon. With wind gusts over 35 miles an hour, flames quickly scorched more than 170 acres, but crews have been able to keep it at the river bottom and away from structures so far. We, of course, have keep it a very close eye on this one. And Santa Ana winds fuel with a bonfire last Wednesday, which was sparked by a house fire in Orange County. That fire destroyed at least 30 buildings and burned nearly 7,400 acres and is 60% contained. With those Santa Ana's returning, there are some evacuation warnings still in place. Well, at last check, SoCal Edison had shut off power to about 14,000 of their 5 million customers today, all in an effort to try to prevent another wildfire. We were out in Simi Valley earlier today. You can see the winds gusting here. Ventura County has seen about 6,000 of those shutoffs. L.A. County close to 5,000. SoCal Edison had said they were looking at the possibility of shutting off power to more than 162,000 homes and businesses. We have a link for you at NBCLA.com. You can see if your neighborhood could be targeted for a shutoff. Just search Edison Shutoff. And taking a live look from Montana right now, you can see it is windy there. And meteorologist Melissa McGee is tracking those winds in her first alert forecast. Melissa. Hi there, Caroline. And we talked about how the Santa Anas would be returning across our region, and they are with us this afternoon, peaking later on tonight. With some of the current wind gusts we've seen today, Castaic Lake, 70 miles per hour, Santa Clarita, 58 mile per hour wind gusts, Simi Valley Hospital, 45 miles per hour, Porter Ranch, 42, and 39 miles per hour there in Oxnard. So we have very windy conditions, increasingly windy as we go throughout the rest of the evening. A red flag warning up until 10 p.m. on Tuesday. It's because it's so dry, relative humidity levels in the single digits and the low teens, which is why that Cornell fire is a concern there in Santa Paula. In addition to that, we've got a high wind warning posted for our region. Difficulty traveling in some spots. We've already seen reports of downed trees. It's very likely that that will continue as we go throughout the rest of tonight. Strong winds, also a window 
advisory posted for Ventura and L.A. County coast and even the valleys until noon on Tuesday. Some of the peak winds I'm seeing so far, 36 miles per hour there in Oxnard, 15 miles per hour there in Thousand Oaks, and these will continue to intensify as we go throughout the rest of tonight. In fact, future tracker wind gusts showing you 10 o'clock tonight, 36 miles per hour there in Santa Clarita. We've got a gust later on tonight, 41 miles per hour in Oxnard, so peaking overnight and first thing tomorrow morning. Coming up, we're going to take a close look at the forecast, let you know when the winds relax. We've got a warm-up on the way. Those details coming up in that first alert forecast. All right, we'll see you shortly, Melissa. And in just the last few minutes, grants for L.A. County restaurants ran out. Last Thursday, the Keep L.A. County Dining Portal, where owners needed to apply, crashed within its first hour of operation. It did go back online this morning, but already has received 2,500 applications. The county then closed the site. Well, it's official. L.A. County has a new district attorney. The sweeping changes he's making right away will be impacted the most. And President-elect Biden taps another Californian for his team. How these appointments could impact Governor Newsom's plans. I mean, we are struggling in every month. There's no way out. We're just getting deeper and deeper in a hole. Defiant orders to shut down the Orange County business owners who say they have no choice but to stay open. And if you can, please consider making a donation to our Help for the Hungry campaign. You can text H4H to us full-time even without a pandemic. But uh, experts say it's okay to think about yourself and your family first. There are so many decisions to make about getting together, skipping the holidays, and not everyone is on the same page this year. Experts say with traditional gatherings involving people outside of your household off-limits, it's also a time to get creative with video chats or gift exchanges through the mail. And if the season is too stressful, don't be afraid to ask for help. In today's world, that might mean turning to online therapy because it might not be safe to see a therapist face-to-face. -face, but having a third party to talk to, getting some support from someone else can be really interesting to go in helping you feel better. The experts also suggest to keep everything in perspective. We have ideas for virtual holidays on our website, nbcla.com or the NBCLA app, just search holiday. Well, a special delivery docked at the International Space Station today. SpaceX's Dragon cargo ship carried a 6,400-pound shipment that includes holiday treats and presents for the seven astronauts. The folks at NASA won't spoil any surprises, but they did share that roasted turkey and cranberry sauce are among the goodies. I can look at live right now from Malibu. If you're stressed out about any holiday mm -hmm. stuff, just think of this wow. right here, okay? Meteorologist Melissa McGee is back with another look at your first alert forecast. Melissa. That's just like a woosah moment. Woosah. Just take it all in. Yeah, on a Monday. As we're looking at the temperatures in Malibu and along the coast, they are a little cooler than normal, and it's warmer than normal in some spots, depending on the location, because of those offshore winds. So 74 in Long Beach right now, 72 in Los Angeles, 66 in Santa Clarita, over in Ontario, 73, Riverside, 71, and 68 degrees there in Santa Ana. We still do have that red flag warning. That is up as we do have relative humidity levels dropping later on tonight and during the overnight hours into the single digits and the low teens. You can already see 6% in Ontario, 9 there in Riverside, and 11% there in Santa Clarita. So still a high fire concern as we go throughout the rest of this evening. We'll take you over into Sherman Oaks. Right now we've got a temperature of 73. Later on this evening, we'll be down in the upper 60s. Then you wake up tomorrow morning, it's not terrible. And the 60 degree range then will ramp up to about 80 degrees as we get into
to 2 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. So we'll talk about the weather headlines and what we can expect. Uh, the winds do peak later on tonight and first thing tomorrow morning, and then that wind advisory to high wind warnings expire by noon tomorrow. On Tuesday, it's still breezy, but it's going to be much warmer as we get into the afternoon hours thanks to that offshore wind. And then later on this week, temperatures are below average, so we are warm for December early on tomorrow. Then temperatures are taking a bit of a dip with this roller coaster ride. We've got more details with David Bigger coming up at 5 o'clock as he talks about that wind threat as we go throughout the rest of tonight. I'll send it back over your way. All right, thanks, Melissa. Well, the need for food and help has never been greater, which is why NBC4 is teaming up with Ralph's and Food for Less again this year for our Help for the Hungry campaign. Just text H4H to 41444 to make a donation. 100% of what you give will go directly to our regional food banks. All right, one step closer to a universal flu shot, what the advancement could mean for our yearly vaccine. And some one-on-one -on -one time with the world's most famous smile, the once-in-a-lifetime auction being offered by The Move. There are zero reasons not to get into a Volkswagen, especially now that you can start shopping from home. Click call or come by today. The stay-at-home order that went into effect last night is based on the number of the percentage of ICU beds available, and that number stands at 14% in our area. But Dr. Anthony Fauci believes the worst is yet to come. The blip from Thanksgiving isn't even here yet, so we're getting those staggering numbers of new cases and hospitalizations before we even feel the full brunt of the Thanksgiving holiday. In order to track this virus, Governor Gavin Newsom today said that the state was launching a new app. It's called CA Notify. This app will track your location through Bluetooth and then alert you if you were potentially exposed. Meantime, the United Kingdom is now just hours away from giving out the first doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Here in the United States, the FDA could approve the use of that vaccine this week, possibly as early as Friday. Tonight on the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt, they'll have much more on the vaccine in a one-on-one -on -one interview with the Heal the Human Services Secretary. But we begin right now with our, actually, Health and Human Services Secretary. We begin right now with our coverage. NBC4's Patrick Healy with more on the numbers and day one of the stay-at-home order. COVID push has come to shove with cases and hospitalization surging. Public Health says some hospitals have already maxed out their ICU capacity. I do know that for some hospitals, they've reached uh, capacity, uh, not just in LA County, but across our region, and some other hospitals are very close. It can mean patient transfers, in some cases, to Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. We are starting to see some more requests, uh, and unfortunately, our capacity, except a large number of them, is, uh, is becoming limited. MD and Chief Operating Officer Jeffrey Smith told us Cedars is now within 10% of its ICU capacity. 
and is preparing to convert space and reconfigure staffing for ICU. We can move to team-based nursing, and we can redeploy nurses from other areas to partner with ICU nurses uh, to continue to provide uh, great care. Throughout L.A. County, more than 1,700 health care workers tested positive for COVID the past week. Right now, we have capacity with our own surge plans here in the region with the existing hospitals uh, to handle at least uh, the next few weeks of cases uh, if we can in fact get community transmission to go down uh, so that our healthcare workers aren't uh, continuing to be infected. LA County now in its second week of essentially the same stay-at-home order now in effect for most of the rest of the state leading to frustration and for some financial desperation. Mentally, I'm just devastated right now. Various restrictions are a hardship for people. It's not what we expected uh, at this time of year, but we know some of them are required. Governor Newsom shared photos of new billboards promoting social distancing of six feet. He showed another new public service announcement and cited various financial aid programs for which some businesses and workers will qualify. But more so to try to boost morale, he focused on the impending arrival of vaccines. 2.16 million doses before month's end. There is light on the end of the tunnel. And you heard a moment ago from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Today, he was asked specifically about California's stay-at-home order. And Dr. Fauci said he believes it could keep California's uh, hospital system from being overrun. Reporting live, Patrick Healy, NBC4 News. Chuck and Colleen. All right, thank you very much, Patrick. We respectfully disagree, and that was the gist of this message. It was posted on the front door of this coffee shop in Eagle Rock. We stopped by Swart earlier today. The flyer on the door says that management is protesting and keeping their outdoor seating. They feel that the restaurant industry has been unfairly targeted by these restrictions. Chuck, it was a similar scene in Manhattan Beach where some restaurants are staying open as well. They're operating under a loophole there, a loophole that has the city's support. NBC4's Ted Chen with the story. This is not the first time Manhattan Beach has gone its own way, and now it's figured out a way to do outdoor dining that it says is perfectly legal. People are still eating outside of restaurants in Manhattan Beach despite the ban on outdoor dining. These table signs explain why. Since Friday, the dining areas have been called parklets, controlled by the city instead of by the restaurants. Our sales have doubled since then, which is still half of what they were when we were seating the decks ourselves. The city of Manhattan Beach is the most pro-business city. We found Rocket Fish owner Michael Zislas signing paycheck loans to his employees to help them get by while they're furloughed. He says customers are pitching in to help them pay back the loans. Zislas and fellow restaurant owner Mike Sims work with Manhattan Beach Mayor Suzanne Hadley to come up with a way to save outdoor dining, which the mayor says is perfectly legal. Right now, according to our legal department and our city staff, we are in full compliance with county regulations. But Sims says <laughs> L.A. County health officers yesterday paid a visit to Simsy Restaurant and told them he had to remove the outdoor dining deck. I've informed them that they're no longer our dining decks in the, the city's public spaces. And now Manhattan Beach is waiting to see what will happen next. Confident in what they say is the lack of evidence linking outdoor dining to the surge in cases with outdoor diners we spoke to in full support. I like the fact that we can still support our local businesses, people. I mean, that's the main thing. It's essential. Everyone having a job is essential, and being able to support their family is essential. We emailed L.A. County Health for a response we have not yet heard back. Redondo Beach is now considering a similar program. 
In Manhattan Beach, Ted Chen, NBC4 News. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom named 11 alternate care sites that could be back in play if ICU capacity continues to dwindle. And as NBC4's Mickey Vargas now explains, one of those is in Orange County, where city officials there initially filed a lawsuit to keep COVID patients out. If the Fairview Developmental Center is needed, authorities say it could be up and running within 48 to 72 hours. State officials say the 115-acre compound remains in warm status, meaning there is equipment to care for patients on site and ready. Health officials are prepared to add as many as 180 beds here. The 60-year-old facility is one of nearly a dozen sites statewide that could be used to care for more than 1,800 patients. Could be COVID and non-COVID patients depending on the need. Costa Mesa Mayor Katrina Foley says the plan is to bring elderly or developmentally disabled patients here from nursing homes to help physically separate them. If they're in an assisted memory care facility, they might be able to do better social distancing at the facility by moving people out. Ironically, just 10 months ago, Costa Mesa had rolled up the welcome mat asking for an injunction to keep coronavirus patients infected aboard this cruise ship from being treated at Fairview. If we had not shut that down, those 70 highly infected individuals could have had a major outbreak in Orange County sooner before we had time to develop a plan. The mayor says much more is known today about COVID-19 and that the needs outweigh the risks. Back then, residents balked at having COVID patients so close to their homes. Now, those living in a nearby neighborhood understand what's at stake. I think a lot of people are afraid of things. We have more understanding of what it is now. We know how to control the spread of the virus. So, you know, like I said, this is far enough back from the general population, and they can put protocols in place to keep it isolated, and we might as well use it. Authorities say for the three or so months that Fairview was used as an alternate care site, there were never more than 30 or 40 people here. In Costa Mesa, Mickey Vargas, NBC4 News. Strong winds are driving a wildfire in Santa Ana, but thanks to technology, firefighters managed to get a quick jump on this one. News Chopper 4 Alpha overhead after the Cornell fire started just after noon. The Sheriff's Department tweeted they saw it on a remote camera and managed to get resources moving very, very quickly. The uh, fire has scorched more than 170 acres so far, but the crews are keeping it in the river bottom. Our meteorologist David Bigger is tracking all the conditions out there right now. Your first alert forecast, David. Thanks, Colin. This is what it looks like right now around the Cornell Fire uh, with the current conditions. So you can see just to the south of Santa Paula, this is where it's burning in the area near the golf course. So we are looking at offshore winds about 13 miles an hour through Santa Paula, gusting up to about 26 miles an hour over the past hour or so. Still 74 degrees, and we have very low humidity, about 13%. A lot of smoke earlier today was also being blown from the Satakoy area, still reporting 26 mile per hour winds in Satakoy, 76 degrees and 11% humidity. So still gusty offshore winds, also pretty dry. Let me show you what the winds look like across the region right now. You'll notice that mainly only in Ventura County is well lit up here with these winds. 15 mile per hour offshore winds around Van Nuys, nearly 20 to 25 mile per hour offshore winds in Oxnard, relatively light winds in Thousand Oaks. But if you look toward the Inland Empire, we have a couple of patches of that offshore wind, mainly to the east of Riverside, but also around the Ontario area and south of the home pass, our typical wind tunnel through the Inland Empire. Now, because the winds will be continuing into tomorrow, the humidity.
video will remain low. This red flag warning that we're under right now will continue through 10 o'clock tomorrow night. All the areas you see shaded here in that magenta color and looking at elevated fire danger. One other thing you'll notice for tomorrow, the temperatures will be warmer than today. I'll show you how warm it's going to get coming up in just a couple of minutes. Back on video. Thank you, Danny. See you back in a couple of minutes. The uh, Los Angeles County's new district attorney was sworn in today, and he's now promising immediate major changes to the local criminal justice system, including plans to stop death sentences, release hundreds of people from prison, and eliminate cash bail. NBC4's investigative reporter Eric Leonard now has more on what George Gascon says that he can do now and what he's planning to do next year. We can break the multi-generational cycles of violence, trauma, and arrest. George Gascon says he's making changes immediately. And with his swearing in today, I, George Gascon says he's following through on his campaign platform of justice reform, beginning with the elimination of bail for most people arrested on suspicion of misdemeanors or non-violent, non-serious felonies. We will be the largest office in the nation to eliminate cash bail. And it will reinvigorate the presumption of innocence in L.A. County. He says it's designed to begin rebuilding trust between the public and law enforcement. The changes will mean fewer prosecutions and reduced punishment. Right away, he says the DA's office will stop seeking the death penalty. And he says prosecutors will stop adding sentencing enhancements for things like illegal gun possession or gang membership. This policies yield no benefit to public safety. They undermine rehabilitation, they increase racial and other inequities in our justice system, and they decimate families and communities. That change will be retroactive, and Gascon says tens of thousands of prisoners may now ask to be resentenced under his new rules. That could mean a lot of people released from prison. He's also sent this letter to local police, telling them about his plans to prosecute fewer people accused of crimes related to addiction, homelessness, or poverty, and effectively warning officers he will not tolerate dishonesty. Those in the profession of holding people accountable cannot themselves escape accountability. Eric Leonard, now as you can see, joins us live. Eric, let's talk for a moment about a major component of Gascon's campaign. This had to do with... Uh, police accountability, and he's already talking about reopening several police shooting cases. That's right, Chuck. Four cases, in fact, that his staff already says deserves another look. One of them is an LAPD shooting in 2015 in which a homeless person was shot to death. The Gascon staff says there will be a number of other police shooting cases re-examined to see if police officers broke the law. And keep in mind, these are cases that were previously reviewed by Jackie Lacey's DA's office, and the officers were found to be within the law. Now, Gascon also says he'd like his office to become the agency that investigates all police shootings in the county so individual departments are no longer investigating themselves. But he says uh, that's probably going to face quite a bit of resistance from police departments and officers' union. Some on his team say it could take a year or more to put that effort together. Back to you. All right. Thank you very much, Eric Leonard. California's attorney general now has a new job. Surprise pick in President-elect Joseph Biden's campaign and his cabinet what it means for L.A. Mayor Harry Garcetti and California's soon-to-be-vacant Senate seat. Plus, the very latest on the COVID-19 relief bill as millions of families struggle to pay their bills. And coming up next, filming frustration why TV and movie shoots are allowed to continue while stores and restaurants are forced to close.